welcome to our bonus episode. We are going to try to do these semi-regularly. Yeah. And we are talking to Detroit business, well, Metro Detroit businesses. Yeah. We are focusing on businesses owned by people of color to learn a little bit more about what their business is, what they do, and kind of let the discussion go where it goes. Yeah. So today is our first episode. We're talking with Mark and Thea Parker from the Fit Park. Uh, It's actually the gym I go to. I love it. It's almost more than a gym. Like, as you'll hear in the talking, it's kind of a community that just happens to work out together. And their whole thing is, it's not about being the skinniest you can be or being, like, anything. It's just making you the best you you can be, which I think is a great approach to a gym and maybe why I've stuck so long. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you shouldn't have eaten that cake. It's like, eat the cake, just come here after. Just, like... They're not, it's a very judgment-free zone, which I think is Planet Fitness's thing, but I'm stealing it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> go for it. I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Uh, yeah, and we had a, a really nice discussion with them. They are so sweet. They're just the best. I, they just have a warmth about them. And we had a nice oh, talk. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Uh, Happy we got the chance to sit down and talk with them and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. So here it is. Let's go, Michael. Five. Three. And time. Here comes our last exercise for this circuit. And you get to do it again and again and again. Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, we're very excited about this. Yeah. Yay. Uh, would you like to start out and tell us a little bit about your business? And yourselves. And yourselves, yeah. I'm Mark Parker. I'm Thea Parker. We are co-owners, co-founders of the Fit Park, uh, which is a boutique-style fitness studio slash yoga studio. In Ferndale, Michigan. Love Ferndale. Shout out to Ferndale. Um, (laughs) And a little about what we do is, I think the best way to sum it up is that we train regular Joes and Janes and make them or help them get into the best shape of their lives or be the best version of themselves. That's pretty much the, the nutshell of it. You got anything to add? No, no, no that, that's pretty much it. Everyday people, you know, not trying to get into a cliche of, you know, like. Barbies or, or, yeah. or, or me heads. That's why I just, 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 just keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just no everyday Barbies. people knowing that yes. they can accomplish what they want to. Amazing thing, yeah. actually, yes. Yeah. But no Barbies, no me heads. So that's <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> one of whom is alex yeah i was gonna say i can attest to that um (laughs) definitely not a meathead by any means but i've been going for a little over two i think it's like two no three years because you guys came in 2017 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i've been going to you guys for it'll be three years this fall um 
And I could say I am in the best shape of my life. I have uh, never been one to stick to a gym, so very what? appreciative. And you can't beat the location. It's just on the street for me, so. I think that helps. Yeah. In fact, you, you start a class and say, you know what, I'm just going to go grab some weights and just walk down the street. Oh, yeah, I've been loving that. Some uh, lady, I was walking on the street with, like, the weights you'd let me like her daughter's like what's that and i was just like oh i just borrowed these just taking them back <laughs> I was just like, this is how gyms work in covid i guess that is how gym work in covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's a it's an amazing community mm-hmm. and i love that you use that word community because it is yeah it is that's what it, it, it that's what kind of is the driving force behind the fit park is the community and it's amazing. I was actually telling our new client who trained at my old studio how it morphed. We talked her, she and I talked about this not too long ago. Uh, originally, I we started off with 40, 40 some clients from my old gym that followed me. Uh, they were all personal training clients. They followed me to from where I was to the fit park. And that was the bulk of the the community at the gym. And then it just turned. And those 40 are down to six, maybe. Maybe like five or six. Maybe yeah. six. And now the community has changed where it's a lot of people that are mostly millennials and all from the area. So the original 40 are gone. And now it's in a completely different gym, all within about a two year span. Two years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, so did you, go- when did you oh, open, actually? March of 2017. Okay. I always get the date. Don't ask me. <laughs> okay. <The> <laughs> but I always get them mixed up. But March of 17. Okay. Officially. Yeah. Officially. We were open, but not to the public. Okay. Yeah. We were open all through construction. Ooh, that had to be. All dust and everything. Yeah. So you premature, prematurely picked a date. You know, he came home out of the blue and said, you know what? I'm, I'm leaving my job to I'm gonna open a gym. And I was just kind of washing the dishes like. Well, you, you, you might want to stop before that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry before that. A yeah, little like, bit. Get in the motivation. That. What uh what what was kind of like the driving force for starting the fit park? There you go. Well <laughs> it was actually something like you know how when you talk about something a lot, it kind of starts to manifest. Mm-hmm. I talked about it a lot, but the thing is that <clears throat> it opened in six seventeen, but the and I have been together on and off since 12 and we got back together in 16. Mm-hmm. So, but in 15, my now business partner, who was my client, he kept hearing me talking about me opening my own gym. At that time in 15, I had upwards to about close to 60 personal training clients. Mm-hmm. I was a head trainer at this, you know, at this popular gym in Rolo. And I just kept talking about it and everything. And then one day he came to me and said, hey, listen, uh, Scott and I, which is my other client at that time, we want to invest in your vision. 
And at that time, we, her and I are not together. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me think about that. And then I came back and we talked a little bit more. We, and the talks just kept going until her and I got back together. Mm-hmm. And then we got back together. That's when I decided to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I came, like she said to her, and say, yeah, um, so that guaranteed check every two weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to like, you know, forego that. And <laughs> we're just going to dive right into opening our own. And she's like, wait a minute, I signed up for the, you know, the two-week guy that was a solid foundation, 60-some clients, rock solid. I signed up for that. And, um, she, you know, it took a minute, but she... Oh, yeah, that's, that's a huge... It is. Jump, yeah. You know? Yeah. But for vision and... It took me a minute to um, <laughs> find what each of our each of our paths within the business, you know. So we call him the laborer, and I'm the nuts and bolts, you know, handling the system and invoicing, expenses, payroll, scheduling, all that good stuff. So that took a minute. That did. I didn't want to. Didn't want to let go. I didn't want to let go because <laughs> I didn't know how, though. No, no, honestly, you laughing, but I didn't know how. So. My, I have a mentor in business, and he's an amazing person. He gave me his book. So he kind of set it up. He gave me his book called E-Myth Revisited. It's a great book. In the book, it talks about the, the entrepreneur, which is the visionary, talks about the manager, and then talks about the technician, who's the one who actually performs the actual work. Mm-hmm. And not every person can be all three. You can be two, but you can't be all three. So I thought that I was being only two, mm-hmm. but I was doing all three, but come down to that. I'm not the manager. I, if that was the manager, we would be out of business a long time ago. <laughs> I'm the technician one does the work. And also the entrepreneur who had the vision, mm-hmm. but without the manager, it doesn't work at all. The manager is the one that makes it go. And she's been phenomenal at that. Uh, actually, she's gotten better each year. Yeah. At, at that aspect. So, so, yeah, it took a while. Yeah. And, yeah, I see you guys in there all the time. You guys make quite the team. You're, you seem, the business seems to be thriving. I think you guys have really figured it out. It's been, it's been, um, it's been a learning process. Yeah. One of us, she says it all the time, you know. I never owned a gym before. And then, you know, uh, then she'll add on each year. I never been a gym owner of three years, you know, and, yeah. you know, so because it comes with, you know, different challenges, you know, what I mean, especially now with COVID, you yeah. know, um, but over the time, which is the best part about uh, my wife, my partner, the manager is that along with me learning some stuff on how to handle and navigate this partnership, she also has learned. And what's been amazing is that she's taking what I'll say, cause I'll be like, I want to do this or I think we should do this. And she would kind of digest it and then come back with questions. And then with those questions make me kind of think, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. Which took a while because for a while it was like, 
I want to do this, I want to do that. And then she would course, you know, have me say something, have me question. And I'm thinking that she's trying to actually like combat me. And that took a while to change. So now it's more like, you know, me now I'm asking her, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she would say sometimes, and most of the time it's usually we're on the same page, but there are other times where she might say something that would make me think. And we kind of have been saved ourselves a lot of trouble because of that. Nice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, you guys seem learning along the way and also just like being adaptive, um, like going virtual during COVID because you guys, I know not a lot of gyms have been offering that. And that's one thing I've appreciated. Kind of like it's a curveball for sure. They threw it at you and you've kind of been learning. It's a process that you're, you know, what's that kind of process been like? Well, that actually came because of a decision that her and I made months prior. We're both very spiritual people. We mm. wear our spirituality on our sleeve. And we were, the gym's been kind of like the first couple of years. And then I would say 19, we kind of started to hit our stride a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. So 19, we kind of hit our stride. And the reason being is because we actually brought in someone who, you know, who knew the business way more than we did. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they, was they provided kind of like this very minimalist blueprint mm-hmm. where you, these are the things you do. And if you continue to do these things over time, you'll see the results. And that's exactly what happened. It's not an overnight thing. You're not going to see results overnight, but over time, you're going to see these gradual results, which we started to see. It was because of that consultant and having a conversation, having conversations and being just in touch with that consultant that we found out they had clients worldwide, including China. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, right. So when COVID hit, that consultant had already had experience with gyms that were dealing with that. Mm -hmm. We got hit kind of hard in March. That consultant had been dealing with gyms since December, January. Mm-hmm. That were dealing with that kind of stuff. And the number one thing that they decided to do very quickly uh, was to start using Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also kind of incorporated themselves with a company, which was awesome because this company that we hired was able to make the process extremely simple and that's the main thing to make the to make it simple because the last thing that we wanted to do was like nine different steps and also we didn't want our client to have mm-hmm. three different steps to actually come on it was you get an email as soon as you get the email you click the link and you're in the class what more could you ask for that didn't exist that did not exist prior to COVID, and yeah. Um, when we did that, we, it was, I think we were out maybe a week or so, mm-hmm. maybe down like about a week. And then we were back up into virtual classes, which was a pain and a struggle to do as well. I was in my basement. I was in my living room. <laughs> had no idea where I'm trying to hide stuff. Like y'all don't try seeing this. And then uh eventually uh i tried to find my spot on, on our sun porch and 
I became like a, my makeshift gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, now uh, we have a completely new setup, which I think is amazing, where I'm at the gym. Yeah. I'm at the gym and people are able to see me actually in the gym and the people who stream, you know, Alex, you've seen it, where you you actually are seeing me in a way more professional setting and, and kind of like in uh, my element, yeah. which given a different energy, a different vibe. And, um, and I think of, it gives the clients that have been there throughout this time of a sense of familiarness. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, just to see the gym, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, nice it kind of also yeah, just gives everyone a different vibe. Yeah. Everyone had a different vibe since I've been there. And nothing but positive feedback since I've been there. Yeah, we're uh, definitely limited. And then we incorporated some park classes to get, you know, people being cooped up. They want to be out and about, but we still want to keep it safe. So, yeah. yeah. Quite a few park classes going on now, too. Quite a few outside in the park, local park class. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's good your faces, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just to go back a little bit, but when you were first opening it up, did you have any like hurdles or any challenges along the way? Any unexpected things or anything like that? Oh, full transparency. I, I thought I was the man. I, she, I didn't, I didn't do her or anything. I was just like, oh, I got this. And because I said that, we had all kind of hell break loose. I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, mostly for us, it was but stuff that we also didn't have any control over, like the contractor. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing. My business partner uh, handled that portion of it. And therefore, he kind of hand-selected the contractor. Contractor tr- truly never had any experience in c- commercial work. Mm-hmm. Most residential. Uh, so therefore, that contractor who was doing the work on the build out kind of was finding his way and learning along the way as well, which took forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think we were looking, we were supposed to have a February opening date. And it, yeah early February, mm-hmm. which went to late February, which went to early March, which went to March 21st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically almost like a whole month and a half long stretch. But the one thing I was told by many people in that position is that whatever deadline a contractor gives you, just add 30 days to it. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened. So it was a lot of frustration uh, because some stuff that were not done, was not done, obviously to my liking. But like I said, it was kind of a learning process for all of us. And then once Thea came on board, which was awesome, because I originally had this one portion of the studio, which was originally a bar studio mm-hmm. and a bar slash Pilates studio. I had kind of like designed it, if you will. And then when we decided in late 18 to change it to yoga, she completely transformed it to where it looks really nice. Uh, before, I was wondering, like, why is no? Why is this room 
not sustain business. Well, it was because people looked like they were coming there to die. <laughs> it, it, it was so drab, so so just depressing and boring. Great, you know, just just it was like a really boring day in a room, just in one room. So, uh, but yeah, she came in and redesigned it, and that's when I knew. She started doing Zuma classes in there, and, and that just kind of became her little baby. And it's kind of still is, actually. Yeah. Little by little accents. But I mean, everything got put on hold because of COVID. So, yeah. I'll have to revisit that room, revamp yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, to kind of change gears, I kind of want to get in the inspiration uh, for like us doing this bonus series. Mm-hmm. Like, you had a Zoom call with the gym community that I found very enlightening and I kind of was really happy you guys did that kind of just talking about the black lives matter movement and just ways that you can help and support. So I just wanted to know if you wanted to talk a little bit about that kind of what inspired you to kind of gather the community and. That's a good question. That gave me a goosebumps. Gave me oh, goosebumps. Sorry. That, that question gave me goosies. <laughs> um, that's a great question. What inspired me to do that? You go first. Well, you're a black man. (laughs) (laughs) I think just everything going on, the tensions and um, the anger, the hatred, the division, um, it really affected our home personally. Mm -hmm. And we have a very diverse community and we Mm -hmm. love that. So, I mean, they're not just clients. We consider them like family, close friends. And so we had many of them checking up on us. Because, I mean, you know, when the tension is there, you know, you can feel it or you can see it. Um, He speaks very candidly about, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way. And there's many that reached out to us about how can I help? You know, or apologizing just to apologize, you know, and we knew it was coming from a good place. So, I mean, we had our days. I mean, we have children. um, So there's so many different levels to it all. And uh, we'd have days where emotionally, you know, I would break down or he would, but we still had to push forward, you know. Mm -hmm. So I told him and I suggested that you have a platform and he was worried about offending people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, well, you were given a platform. What are you going to do with it? It's an opportunity to educate. It's an opportunity to share your feelings and emotions because you know you're a human being as well yeah because i didn't um, want to do it initially and you, they will feel this they will see this and they'll stick with us support us or you know either way yeah. it's it is what it is and so um he thought about it you know and said you know what you're right and i was like it could be therapeutic for you as well therapeutic for us, therapeutic for our family, for the business, for the clients to mm-hmm. uh, ask any questions, to if we can give them any resources, history, anything along those lines. And so we thought we would do a Zoom call and invite those that inquired about helping or just to talk, you know, candidly with us, not as necessarily as trainers or business people, but just as everyday people because you know we are and so um we did i think we had about i'm not sure maybe 16 people or so 20 some people on the call and um 
it came down to 16. That's yeah. number it was um, it was very very i think for me it was uh, i was a little surprised taken aback about the overflow of support um but it, it was it was nice and i'm glad he did that because it indeed it did help us so it helped him yeah initially i didn't want to do it because my business brain was on i wasn't mm -hmm. thinking in a civil manner i wasn't thinking in a you know in a humanistic manner, I was thinking that if I speak out from the Fit Parks platform, then at that point now I'm now I'm no longer doing what I'm supposed to do, and that is serve people in a fitness manner, or in a fitness world, or health and wellness, along with the fact that she said it. And then there's a gym that I, uh, she knows about that I absolutely am infatuated with in New York mm -hmm. uh, that is extremely similar, like almost eerily similar to who we are. Uh, they've been doing it longer, so they obviously know how to do things a little bit better. Plus they're in New York. New York is like the mecca of all boutique studios. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when they, when I saw them kind of doing things in that manner, it gave me kind of like the confidence to go forward. And when we did it, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely therapeutic for me. But what helped me was the fact that I knew that I was doing what I am to do and I serve. I was trying to help other people. That's all, I, that's all we do. The business that we're in is to help people get better and be better versus themselves. <clears throat> so as what we did in the Zoom calls, plural, <laughs> and not only that, we were actually called upon by our church and a few others that to speak on the same thing. Mm -hmm. And what it did was we found ourselves doing the same thing that we always do and that's to help and serve. Mm -hmm. So um, that was probably the, the most gratifying aspect of it was that sharing our stories along with a couple of our friends that were on the call as well, we were able to help the people that were on that call mm -hmm. to where they walked away with some insight, where they walked away with some education, uh, or they got whatever they got out of that, they got something that helped them understand and that was the main thing that i was trying to get home was have a better understanding of why mm -hmm. why things are the way they are and that's a big big step is that if you understand the why empathy starts to kind of come about and you start to see people change and um and not so much change their course, it's just changing their, their mindset and their value systems of what really matters. And that is, at the end of the day, it's not really, it's really about love. And it's about love of your fellow humans. Uh, and that is first and foremost, that you're human. And, you know, once, once that got out, I saw that, I was like, okay, well, our, our job is, was done. And we did it. And I was happy with it. And then we did it again. Mm -hmm. 
and I want to do it again. And she's like, slow it down. <laughs> yeah, I like as someone who's on the call, I think you've really accomplished that because I think, and I think Thea, you touched on this, is people wanting to help and not knowing how, like what they could do to help. And one of the things you brought up was supporting Black-owned businesses and people of color-owned businesses. So I was wondering if you could talk on the importance, like you mentioned it on the call, if you could just kind of talk about, again, just like so, like just people of color on businesses and why it's important to support them. I guess the best way to put this is this. Mm-hmm. In each ethnicity, we are the melting pot. Mm-hmm. Only one race, that's a human race. There are multiple ethnicities. Within each ethnicity, for the most part, let's just take, for example, the Jewish population, Mm -hmm. the Eastern population, the Asian population. Within these different ethnicities, they all have a strong economic system, Mm -hmm. meaning they all kind of support each other first and foremost. So Mm -hmm. the, the, the Asian doctor goes to the Asian dentist. The Asian doctor and Asian dentist, they go to the Asian CPA. Mm-hmm. The Asian CPA and Asian dentist and Asian doctor go to, you know what I mean? They go to the Asian market. Mm-hmm. The dollar kind of circulates five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times before I even leave that community. Mm-hmm. But yet they're still part of, they're not, they're not segregated from the actual world. Mm-hmm. Therefore, their dollars are still circulating within that community. Now, what's crazy is that the world still spends money with them as well. Mm-hmm. Still go to, you know, to whether it be Middle Eastern, you know, you name it. That doesn't really truly exist in the black community. Mm-hmm. The dollar kind of leaves almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So with that said, it is extremely important, A, to have black businesses support each other first and foremost mm-hmm. to establish that and with that said it's equally as important to have people that are not black understand that aspect that that doesn't exist so therefore to help that and kind of accelerate that go support it mm-hmm. because if you do that you'll start to see this and Alex, you and I talked about it best. And I love this because it's, it's so real. You have to understand that people of color have been wanting civil rights. Civil. Mm-hmm. Let's break that word down. Civil. While the, what did the LGBT community try for? Civil rights. Equal. Equal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not civil. Yeah. They wanted equal rights. Mm-hmm. People of color wanted to be treated sick. Yeah. They wanted equal. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, so with that said, it was it's just very important that you have to understand the the power of having a strong economic system within a community within a community, within ethnicity. You know, you, we talked about this in a Zoom call about how. Each time that that was established, whether it had been in Tulsa, Oklahoma with the Black Wall Street or whether it was established here, even here with Paradise um, Valley and Black Bottom, Mm -hmm. that once it was actually established and started to actually get some momentum, 
it was destroyed or or, or displaced mm-hmm. because it was they saw the the power of what can it can do. So that is I think that's just my take on it. That if you have these different uh, communities with these strong economic systems, it's better for everybody, not just within their own community. It's better for everyone because mm-hmm. now everyone can say they can bring something to the table and they have different services and you can say, I want to go to this channel. I want to go to this place. I want to go to that place. And eventually you'll look up and you'll see yourself being exposed to all these different cultures. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You got anything to add on that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, okay. I have to apologize. Oh, okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. Uh, we apologize. She's got it. She can edit it. So uh, our daughter is calling. Okay. Um, go ahead. Come on. It's our, our dog. <laughs> All right. And we're back. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I um, and I think too, like even within the Fit Park itself, just that strong sense of community and like it is such a diverse group that I think on like a very small level, it's starting a lot starting there. You know, I think that's like just another thing about just the community of the Fit Park that I love. Yeah, it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. That was a purposeful thing. Uh, where I came from, the gym I came from, I I was just taking notes. Mm-hmm. What I what I want to do, and also what I don't want to do. And one of the things that I said I would, and she knows this because she lived it. One thing I did not want to do was have an all white gym, mm-hmm. which is where I came from, and that was not going to happen. And I wanted a gym that basically her and I kind of can understand that it represents the community that we're in. Mm-hmm. And it would represent the community that we're in, whether it be Ferndale or Rolo, you name it, it's not, it's not all white. It's yeah. not. So therefore, and it's not all straight or it's not all gay. It's not, you know what I mean? It's just, and we were like, and, and it was crazy that her and I had, I didn't, I never had this conversation with her until like maybe like the, within the first year about the fact that we're in Ferndale and she'll tell you, I was like extremely like, like walking on eggshell when it comes to the gay community in Ferndale. Like, you know, we do a rainbow flag, do we do? And she was just like, no. And then she told me, she said, no, get an equal sign. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. And when I did my research on it, I was like a hundred percent. I said, give me two. Yeah. <laughs> You got one for both doors. And it's because we believe in that to our core. Mm-hmm. We're no judges. We believe very strongly that there's only one judge at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And as far as our job, when we know this, we live this, and that is love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I remember I noticed right away those equal signs. Nine, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And um I was like, wow, I love the meaning of it. You know, I was like, it's it, it's exactly what I think we need because you want a gym and a facility where people feel welcome. Like I see myself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't see a whole bunch of skinny minis. I don't see, a, 
I don't see, you know, it being like uh, a whole bunch of overweight people or, you know what I'm saying? It's just like so many different body types, so many different skin colors, so many different lifestyles, ages. so many different personalities, ages. I mean, it's just, and I, I remember him coming home and just being so amped one day and saying, I love it. I love the communities coming together. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Calm down. And I mean, it, it happens just from them meeting at the gym, right? And then we're out and about in Ferndale and they're saying hello to each other or we see them eating dinner or something together. And he's just like, they met, they met because of us. And I'm there, you know, it's like, they're just friends now. And I'm like, no, yay. No. <laughs> that happens it, it to me is, all the time. Yeah. You know, it is cool to see. So yeah. That, that, one, of, one of the funniest things that happened between her and I, which I actually love because as a black man, I never truly had a great relationship with police. Mm-hmm. So what was funny, I think it was like, it was definitely 19. And her and I were like, she used to work at gym a lot in 19. Mm-hmm. So we had like lunch dates. Awesome. We would walk down nine mile and I'll see a police car. And then she's like, are you looking for your buddies? And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, don't even try it. Go ahead and wave. I'm like, and then wave back. And it was such an awesome feeling. Like they actually know who I am. And she would make fun of me so much with that. But it was, it's real though. I, that was the first time I ever really, as a black man, felt pretty awesome at an awesome relationship with police. And I think we can laugh about that and smile about it just between us and friends. But the reality is, that's, I mean, that's a real reality. That's a real reality. It, we're in our forties, and just now we're just kind of like a lightweight sigh, as opposed to living our whole lives like when you see the police, you're like. And that's make, just with Ferndale, though. That's just with Ferndale. Yeah, true. So, I mean, it's like, don't make the wrong move. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, unfortunately, that's, um, that's, reality. that's our life. Yeah, that's reality. Yeah. yeah. Outside of Ferndale, trust me, I'm looking at the police like, mm-hmm. yeah, but Ferndale police are awesome. So. Yeah. Shout out to Vinny. Shout out to Chief Vinny. <laughs> that's my guy, man. Yeah. I love I I love how much you guys talk about community. It just I don't know. It warms my heart because I can feel it when you say it. You're not just saying the word community. Community. You're actually. It is a community. It's a real community, and it just it delights me, and I love it. And I mean, it's refreshing too. You know, when everybody's having babies, people getting married. Mm-hmm. You know. Stuff like that, and to be involved in them thinking of us, you know, to invite us to a wedding. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's awesome. Oh yeah, well, you, so. you, that's, you knew to that club. <laughs> I've been in that club for a while, but she knew that club. It's like, oh, she that's loved so it. She's like, that's so nice. She hit two weddings. She was like, oh, this is my second one. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're partially responsible for people and the makeup of their life. And not to mention the fact that this is the one thing that I think that goes, doesn't get talked about a lot. When you're part of, of a gym, especially a neighborhood gym or, you know, studio, if you will, it becomes ingrained in your routine. So now it's part of your legit weekly routine. Start combining those weeks those weeks turn to months, those months turn to years. Mm-hmm. I just said years. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So when you think about that, you're going to the same place multiple times a week for years. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes about why, you know, what, where you're going and why. And it's not just because of a great workout. It's not. You know, Alex, uh, we talked about this the other day. Well, not the other day, but no, when we were open, I'm sorry. Uh, about how he has a different workout partner depending on the class. Yeah. You know, and but they end up being one of maybe what six people, one of five or six people. And mm-hmm. one is literally at his kneecaps. I love it. Uh. Absolutely awesome to see you and Megan Cole, Cole as workout partners. It, it, oh, yeah. I love it too because it's like I like getting paired up with different people because you get to learn, you get to like get to know other people like different times and what they're dealing with. And then also just like, oh, you hate the, you hate these jumps too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, this is one of my favorite. Like, it's always interesting too because you're hearing like, what people like you just say like, oh we're doing this workout and just like looking at your partner and see if they're like yeah or like uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's everyone has that one exercise that they're just like oh man yeah it's awesome man but that's and most of the time i would pair and then i started to get to the point where i started letting them pair each other just to kind of see who mm-hmm. they select as their partner and that became of showing itself because most people kind of went with familiar and then some people didn't. Some people were going mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to be a partner today? And like you said, they would find out, you know, oh, I, I, I went to that school or I, you know, or I think Alex, you, that happened to you a couple of times. So, you know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or I know that person too, or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it's just awesome to watch, to sit back and watch that. That's, that's For me personally, I think it, it's good for- Cause I'm not always at the gym obviously as regularly as he, he is. So for me to see people like when they first come in and then see their progress weeks and so later when I see them again, and I actually had an incident with Alex, I seen you walking down the street and I was uh, like, okay, Alex. And he was like, what's going on? I was like, Oh, Alex wearing that shirt. He, he, I see his muscles <laughs> bulging out in his arms. I was like, Alex, uh, he's, Wearing that shirt, look at him. How you say? What you say? You say okay, Alex. Yeah. Like, okay, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it was Thank awesome. you. Yes, I. And then he told me the story about the weights, and I was just like, okay, well, that explains it because he's getting buff. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. It, but I mean, that's just how I see some people. Like they'll be one size, or they'll be more toned, or just happier. You know, mm-hmm. it's good to see that they're happy. Because, I mean, you don't have to be a size two to be happy. Um, some people just want to be toned and just be able to do something they couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really quick before we, you know, completely transition, I want to get back to the the civil and social issue. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this, that it's not going to happen overnight. But I think for me, as a man in his 40s, my wife, close in age, we've lived quite a lot and seen quite a lot. But at the same time, we also know that the, who, who's really driving this, this car of change, this vehicle of change, uh, right now are like the 20-somethings of the world. And we know that the 20 and 30 something, I'm sorry, 
And ironically enough, that is the main, the millennial person from 24 to, I think for us, is our 24 to 34, something like that. That's the bulk of our client base, mm-hmm. is the 24 to 34. So when I see some of our clients out in, out in the marches and out in the protests, it's refreshing to know that that is going to last quite some time. If it's starting in the 20s, most of them are not, like I was telling, I told this to Bob, I said, you have to understand, if it, it, the Martin, Martin King, Martin Luther Kings of the world, they started that same way. Mm-hmm. He was, he died, he was assassinated at 39. He, was, he didn't reach the 40. So the fact that, you know, he was this prominent figure, understand that he was only 39. That, those are the people that may, are going to make this change. And for me, and for my wife, and because we, because I always make it a point to make, let people know, my wife is not an African-American woman. She's a Mexican-American woman. And the Mexicans, I fly that flag just as heavy because they have another, they have another fight on their hands when it comes to the borders. Their babies right now are locked up like animals without any adult supervision, without any parents, without any relatives. There's baby actually raising babies. Nine-year-olds taking care of three-year-olds down in these cages at the borders. So, you know what I mean? So, therefore, we don't lose sight at all of what the plight is for our people. The thing is that we are kind of, I would say, at ease with is the fact that we know that the people who are driving the vehicle for this change are really young. And, therefore, they got a lot of fight left in them. So I will say that to you as well, Alex, as you guys are in that part of that age group, just keep fighting. Don't stop because it may not happen in your lifetime, but it may. My father never thought he'd see a black president, but he lived to see one. So that's pretty much what I wanted to say in a nutshell, that the fight will continue uh, and we're gonna sit in the back seat let you guys do the driving. And if you need directions, we got you because we've been there. Now it's my turn to have goosebumps. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we are going to switch gears, I think. <laughs> We're going to uh, kind of wrap it up a little bit, I think. But this is something that we want to ask anytime we have a guest. If somebody was visiting Detroit for the first time, and let's say it's not COVID, because yeah. this question would not be as fun with COVID, uh, yeah. where would you send them? Like, what would you tell them to do or visit or go? Or I'm going to go last. <laughs> Use your database. Okay. You got this. Well, obviously, it would depend on the interests. Um, Can we ask a, this uh, kind of like a qualifying question? Sure. sure. Does it have to be Detroit, like the actual city? Because my wife is not the most. What's the word I'm looking what for? Thinking like Metro Detroit. Yeah, that's what I say. Because <laughs> as far as the city is concerned, she's not. Uh, she doesn't know the most about where to be in. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll say Metro Detroit. They have a car. They got a rental car. They can, right. they <laughs> now can travel. She, now, now she can go. Well, I would still say, you know, just personally, I mean, a lot of the places, you know, because I am Mexicana, I am Mexican, I tend to gear towards you know, the fun time. I'd be like going salsa dancing or something along those lines. That's just my personal thing. And a lot of the places that, you know, we once had are closed. And I wouldn't send anybody to the hood, you know, to even though that's where the most of even though that's is, where though. I would probably go. But that's because, you know, I know people or whatever. But um That's where the most fun I know Vicente's downtown is really good for salsa. So um dancing. You had uh, fun there. I did. I was bummed that they closed at midnight as opposed to, you know, the you know, me being used to the two AM slot. Yeah. You know? So I was like, <laughs> wait, what? It was a catease. But um, it was her birthday. Where I took her for her <laughs> birthday. It was one of three, four different places. We ended with Vicente's. But we it thought, was very fun. But uh, we, we got a we got our gig on for more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, that's a good choice. Yeah. You know, I got to stick with the salsa. Wow, that's a great. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Um, if I had to pick a place, where would I say? Hmm, that is a tough one. I know a lot of places in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Drinks, food, fun. After our Coney. No. I'm not gonna lie, because we had a we had a really awesome time at Lafayette one day. Uh-huh. Uh because what happened it wasn't no, actually it wasn't was it I always get them mixed up, American and Lafayette. They're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were about to go to one. She was like, I want the small little hole in the wall one. And we went to that one. Uh, which was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Uh, but that is a great question. Um, I would probably say, because of me being who I am, can I get more than one or two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'll do two. All right. I would take them for first, I would take them for a chill like atmosphere with some drinks and some good jazz. And I'll be at Cliff Bells first. Ooh, yeah. So I'll go to Cliff Bells first. Not for food. I want to work up an appetite for the food. Uh-huh. And then at that point now, for the food, I probably would go to her spot. If I don't go to Vicente's, then it depends on if that person wants like really like an awesome dinner experience, then I would actually probably go to Townhouse. If they if not Townhouse, they want like a like no dude, I just want to be like kind of kind of hood. I'll go to Green Dot Staples. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, sliders. I love Green Dot. Staples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Awesome. I like that. Uh, that sounds like a fun time. So when are we all going? <laughs> all stuff I'm about to say, next year. when phase five hits. <laughs> phase right. nine. Right. Yeah. Next year. The back steps. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun birthday, though. Yeah. Yeah, we look forward to opening back up. We got excited for a brief moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rug pulled up from underneath us real quick. But, um, yeah. We were just making it work. That's all kind of like my saying around the family and around everywhere. It's just, you just got to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't she yeah. beautiful? So beautiful. 
Oh, she yeah. is. So I'm looking at her at the camera like, hey, my wife is fine. All right. <laughs> He's so embarrassing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, um, you guys are adorable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I always love like when I'm working out and Thea comes to the gym. I'm like, hey, Thea. And then like you guys interact a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no, Alex. I can, let's keep it real. She wants to let every woman in there know who, who she is. <laughs> oh, yeah. She coming in. If I don't kiss her, it's a problem. Yes. She letting everybody know. Who boss lady is. Everybody know who boss lady is. And it's fine. She is definitely boss lady. You guys make a great team. Um, so if you guys just want to plug like your website, social media, it's just anywhere people can find you. Uh it will be the www.thefitpark.com. That is our website. You can go to at the Fit Park on Instagram and the Fit Park on Facebook. Uh, those awesome. are primary sources of uh, social media and web presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the website looks great. I was just on it recently, like the video clips. I was you like, they have upgraded. Wow. Shout out to the designer. I like it. I yeah. the designer of the website, Arrays. Yeah. You know, can you get the designer a raise? No. no, no, we got COVID dollars. Damn it! <laughs> I, I, I guess I was trying to get some money, but thank you. That was that was that was a uh, that was also a learning experience. Learning how to design your own website. Yeah, websites are tricky. Yeah, they are. So I think that that wraps us. Yeah. Then thank you guys so much again for uh, joining us. Well, thank you for yeah. having us. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. This is fun. This is cool. This is our first yeah. podcast. So yes, yeah. thank you. Oh, We're honored okay. to be your first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only Alex. Yeah. So like I said, this is Mark and Thea from the Fit Park. You can find out more information at thefitpark.com. We'll also have all the information on our social media. So if you're not an auditory person, you can see it visually. Um but uh, so we always end our episodes with we say stay strange. So you guys join us at the count of three. One, two, three. Stay, stay strange. strange. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence.